Welcome once again to the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast. We knew you'd be back. You didn't realize how badly you needed bassoon quartet in your life until you heard us the first time. It's an addiction. (laughs) That's terrible. But since we're broadcasting from Colorado, it is legal. (laughs) (laughs) I was playing in an orchestra not too long ago, and the conductor comes from Nebraska. And he said that Nebraska spent millions of dollars uh, coming up with a slogan, a new slogan to try to entice more tourism and, you know, just boost morale. to come there. And what they came up with was Nebraska nice. Like, that's it. That's the whole thing. Nebraska <laughs> nice. I bet Minnesota's was pissed. Yeah, that's their <laughs> thing. Except they really? were too nice to say anything about it. Right. Because <laughs> they're basically like Canada. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, then he said, what's Colorado's slogan? And one guy just blurted out, weed. (laughs) And then the conductor was like, Colorado, nice. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm Brian. I'm Ethan. I'm Kent. I am Michael. Last week, we looked at some of the figures regarding orchestras and how much money is involved to create an operation like that going. And uh, I want to open up a giant can of worms by talking about how much people make um, or who in society seems to make a lot of money and have a fairly comfortable life um, and what roles or jobs they might have versus what roles or jobs should make a lot of money and pretty much, you know, have a fairly comfortable life. So what kind of jobs or maybe roles in society come to mind when you think about, you know, like, oh, that guy's got it made? Other than bassoon quartets. (laughs) We'll remove the obvious. (laughs) You're going to go right for the low-hanging fruit and mention professional athletes? All right. That is a pretty obvious one. That comes up a lot in the realm of... Music and the arts, because people say, oh, I can't believe that guy makes so much money, whereas this artistic organization struggles to get by on a very small budget or whatever. Anything else? Uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, corporations, board members of said companies. Yeah. I was going to say, like, high-powered lawyers and doctors, depending I mean, there's a lot of variance in there is the thing. There's a lot of variance. And for the, I don't know as much about law, but for the medical field, on the one hand, yeah, but I think tons of the money is like in plastic surgery Mm -hmm. or in, uh, I don't know if anesthesiology would rate higher than, say, heart surgery or brain surgery. Right. Um, But... Like a general practice pediatrician is right. relatively really low yeah. on the scale to the point that that wouldn't even really be in this conversation. But I would add to that, uh, thinking about these really super fancy surgeons and doctors and whatever, I think about that. I don't think like, well, that guy's got an easy life. Yeah. Because what they do. Well, you're talking about value now. I thought we were just talking about the. No, I'm th- I'm thinking of the whole package. Like, okay. you know. Oh. Including, well, that guy's got to be in the shade. 
Okay. If I think about some fancy doctor, oh, I don't well, then, think that. No, then yeah, I would like to I retract would. my previous answer, and I no longer think the CEO of Fortune 500 companies. I think the son and nephew <laughs> of the of <laughs> CEO <laughs> of the Fortune yeah. 500 company. Yeah. I yeah. interrupted you. I'm I, sorry. No, I think that's I think that's absolutely it. And the other thing I was going to say is I think the reason that lawyers and doctors pop into my head is because there seems to be a more established path to get there, whereas like. If you if you want to be an athlete, like there is there's a way to get into a professional sports team, but it's not like go to college and then go to more college and then go to med school. Congratulations, yeah. you've got your athletic yeah. degree. <laughs> yeah, your job. It's, it's there's a lot more risk and kind of unsettled elements to to that. So I don't want to derail my the whole thing that I started, but it, this brings up this idea of uh, what I've seen recently in the news, which is college students, particularly in basketball, want to get paid. They want to get paid to yeah. play basketball. And that opens up this huge debate and can of worms for all the schools. And my point of view as a music, a music student is that, like, if well, if they're going to get paid to play in a basketball team, then shouldn't the student musicians get paid to play in the student orchestra, you know? But then what I guess I, I don't understand is whether or not these basketball players, like, is the team a class? Right. Are they getting credit for that? No. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. So it's just an extracurricular activity? They're there getting a degree and well, whatever? I mean, there's what it's supposed to be, and there's what it actually is. Not paying any attention to how much the coaches make and how much the whole billion-dollar industry makes, Uh advertising for all the you know March Madness and all that junk what's the student's purpose at the school to play basketball so they should like I think the easy solution is to you make that a class or a degree program like yeah you do get an athletic degree and then basketball is a class and you don't get paid to go to school so there are degrees in PE right or mm-hmm. there are degrees in like sports marketing uh-huh. or in sports journalism uh, anecdote my first bassoon teacher I've mentioned before is six foot eight and he played basketball in high school and he was recruited by Bobby Knight to play at the University of Indiana Whoa. and when he told Bobby Knight that he wanted to major in music Bobby Knight was like oh no no son when you come to Indiana your major is basketball and so you'll major in like PE or any of these things that I mentioned did he actually and, play on the team no he um, didn't go to Indiana he went to a different university because he was like, well, if I can't play the bassoon, then screw you, I'm out. <laughs> Do you think he ever looks back at that decision? <laughs> well, I mean, he looks back at it enough that he talked to me about it, mm-hmm. but I think he's completely 115% comfortable with his decision. Um, when he was telling me the story, he said, you know, I could play a little basketball. I was okay at basketball. Mm-hmm. But number one, even... For as uh, well off as basketball superstars may have been in the 80s, it wasn't like it is now. I bet you he's the only guy to ever say no to Bobby Knight for the bassoon. I bet he is. (laughs) I bet he is the only guy. Good for him. That's pretty cool. This episode of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast is brought to you by Forrest's Music and Barton Kane. At Forrest's Music, you can find every item, every accessory, every kind of instrument that any double reed player could ever need. Forrest'sMusic.com
Barton Kane has a wide variety available, a variety of shapes, profiles, and they even have an artist series. It's easy, it's simple, it's high quality. It's BartonKane.com. So getting back to it, I think when I when I think about the people who got it made in the shade, they make a lot of money and they live fairly comfortable lives. You got to address also celebrities. Mm. Uh, yeah. A lot of them are famous for no particular reason whatsoever. Um, so you're talking like actors, like popular musicians who have some big contract, or How about reality TV people, uh-huh. reality yeah. TV yeah. people. Yeah. But are they are they really loaded, or are they just in the spotlight? Yeah, well, again, I think there's a huge variance there. I think there are some people who end up not loaded and just go back to work, and there are some people who are made in the shade after their reality TV person. Yep. And so thinking about all that kind of stuff makes me also think, like, how many of these people actually deserve what they're getting? And you think of, like, Justin Bieber or Kim Kardashian... And you go, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, there's the whole capitalist part of this, right? There's this perception of value. And if they're popular and if the, the majority of the population says they are, then do, do, they, do they deserve that? I mean, someone's paying their paychecks. So what does that mean? Do the, do the people say they deserve that? Is it a business decision or right. what's going on? Right. So when it comes to pop music, there's a lot of stories about how um, somebody in the management was given the task of putting together a boy band, and they basically manufactured the success of the band. Mm-hmm. And the five guys in the band show up, and they start thinking, like, wow, I really did something amazing. Look at me. I'm so talented. But then they later discover they didn't do anything. It was manufactured by the whole organization. I think that also kind of factors into like the, the, the capitalist view on it, if you want to put it that way. Wait, how so? Because, you know, instead of saying, like, are the people paying for it or is the management paying for it, it's this combination of the management saying, I can sell this. I can make this happen. No, you're talking about, like, the angle yeah. where Kent was talking about the society placing value on the things by paying the money for it. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about sort of the establishment creating the perception of value by telling, telling the masses you, you what tell you what what <laughs> yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I agree. Hmm. I always feel so dirty when we have these conversations. <laughs> or so, maybe I feel so pure and self-righteous. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so throw into the mix of all this, where do artists stand? Does anybody really value <laughs> what artists do? I mean, we just went through all the 990s for these big organizations, and some of them are making a lot of money. Well, I'll, I'll temper, you know, what is likely to be our comments by saying that I think everybody has the cognitive bias of thinking that their thing, whatever they do, is like the most important thing. Plato is going to say that philosophers should rule the world. And, uh, and I, think, I think there's a little bit of that that plays into to what we're going to say. That said, though, I think <laughs> I I do think like 
the disparity between how hard you have to work to be a professional musician and how you get compensated for that is pretty large. That's a big one. What do you think? If you could make a huge societal change so that people no longer valued vapid celebrities, but let's say that instead of valuing all that kind of stuff so much, you could shift them to value other roles much more, who would you put at the top? Bassoonists, right? I have three answers, but I want to tell you what they are. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of my questions in response to that question would be like, are we excluding like practical type jobs where? No. Okay. I mean, what, so this if, is if you were just like, what roles in the world make the world work in a better place? Okay. And blah blah blah. Right. Who should be compensated the most? Who should be? highly valued and looked up to and got it made in the shade, so to speak. Well, what are the basic needs of society? You gotta have a place to live, food. So we're talking about architects, engineers, farmers. You gotta have education. So now we're getting into teachers and professors. I, in my mind, I, I see three very, very large categories, not specific jobs like, you know, engineer or farmer but three really big, broad categories that I think should be at the top of the list in terms of importance and value. So are we supposed those, to guess, <laughs> are we supposed yeah. to guess yeah. your, your category? I'm just putting it this way just to kind of generate the um, conversation. So my broadest categories would be science, arts, I don't know, some sort of community thing. That's exactly what I came up with. Science, um, and in, to me that includes doctors, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, that's both the the research in order to continue the efforts to more efficiently live exist in our <laughs> world and that's the practical applications of the research, right? So the doctors would be the practical application of the science of medicine. Sure. Yeah. And I think you could even put in like agricultural engineering or whatever, yeah. you know, you know, it's a big one. Um, so there's a big broad one, science Artists, and when you think about it, artists can include people who are now celebrities, like you know Daniel Day Lewis. That dude, everything that he has done is just an amazing artistic achievement, and he's also a celebrity. Uh, Iron Maiden, they are <laughs> they are pretty awesome. They are certainly celebrities, and they are you know genuinely artists. So there's a big crossover, and you have to figure out where exactly to draw that line and how to put Justin Bieber on the other side of that line. Um, and then the third one, and this is in no particular order, we got science, artists, and teachers, education, because the human being as a species is nothing without its brain, and so we lose everything without the teachers. Uh, and if I, I just love thinking about, dreaming about a, a version of society in which teachers are like celebrities, very highly valued and paid very well instead of as it is now, where they're basically, you know, barely getting by. You don't have to dream of this utopian mythical society. All you have to do is watch the 1995 film Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all this kind of stuff I think is very interesting to think about. Uh, the more that I think about it, the more I realize that all of these societal values can change 
And the way that they are changed is through discussion, just simply talking. Like over the last maybe 10 years especially, discussions have generated some really big changes in society, including more widespread marriage equality, and in Colorado, the legalization of marijuana. And that stuff happened just basically by people saying, hey, what do you, you know what, did you look at this research? These things have happened and life goes on. Maybe we should make it legal, let people marry each other. And so if we talked about how much people get paid and how much they actually you know, contribute to the world, might be able to change societal values that way too. By the way, when it comes to professional athletes, it's easy for us musicians to say they should not make that much money for throwing a ball. You know. Oh, but they do it so well. They do. There are definitely athletes who do work hard for it. And again, we as a society pay to go see these people play. So there is value. We have, we have declared that there is value to what they do. I like sports a lot. My take on it is if you can make that much money doing that stuff, good for you. Let's get some other more important things on the same level like art and education Fortunately, a lot of these athletes do support uh, nonprofit organizations and they have foundations and all that kind of stuff. But none of them seem to play in bassoon quartets. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Who do you think would be either the guy? I want to see Peyton try to play. Peyton Manning? Yeah, after he retires. We'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> How many siblings does he have? He's got at least two more. So Two more, really. Bassoon okay. Trio. Yeah, there you go. The Manning family bassoon trio. <laughs> <laughs> so when Peyton listens to this podcast, take note. Yeah. Call up your buddy Todd Helton. He's not doing anything nowadays. <laughs> Let's get together <laughs> and play some bassoon music. I, I bet we could find some, some private teachers if you want a couple of bassoon lessons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's some food for thoughts. Your assignments, all of our, our, our legion of podcast listeners, go out there and have a discussion with somebody regarding societal value and uh, especially the arts. To wrap up this unique podcast episode, what music would be a good fit? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Uh, perhaps something bassoon related. <laughs> Do we have any Iron Maiden All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast. And now to wrap it up, here's a fun bit of music off of our album, From the Opposite Shore, available at boulderbassoons.com. Thank you.